0: Thank you for joining me. Can you believe, because I cannot, that it has been a week since I did that last podcast. I seriously cannot deal with what is happening to time. Oh, I mean, we all say, wow, isn't, you know, time flies. And we all know that, you know, we're at the end. <laughs> we're at the end of January of the first week, first month of 2021. My birthday is on Sunday. I'll be 53 and uh, what a ride it's been <laughs> That's all I can say what a ride it's been it's just it's it's been this incredible um, powerful shift I think since the last four years specifically have been incredibly big for me and I know for a lot of you as well I'm getting lots of messages and feedback I'm getting... Loads of testimonies about my new platform in Discord called New Dimensions. Thank you for coming and believing in me enough to come across. I love it in there. It's peaceful and energetically stable, where other platforms are definitely not. Um, Oh, most. Some are good. I'm going to go through those now with you to help you keep up. And then I'm going to be writing an email to you all very soon so that we can sort of connect there. And then you've got all of my different platforms that you can reach out, talk to me, whatever you're doing. You don't have to go chase me, which is kind of nice. So that's why I set up Discord. And Discord is kind of like my brain and all of the various different aspects of what I do, what I'm passionate about, uh, my Egypt tours soon to come is going to be Sycamore Wellbeing. It's going to be a whole space for essential oils and wisdom and magic um, for those of you that are loving that and are in my team. If you're not in my team, uh, it kind of gets a little bit political. <laughs> You've got to be um, in my team to get the benefit of me. But then I do an awful lot that is exposed to the outside world. And majority of what I do, I don't qualify as a shill because I'm a shill for God. There you go. <laughs> um, the majority of what I do is accessible and it's free, okay, and I'm passionate about that. There are some things that can't be, um, and I'm sure you understand, that at some point I need to eat, um, and I haven't done even much of that in the last 12 months. Um, and I'm also... Very excited to be able to um, relaunch a space that's safe and away from big tech. So big tech's been the big thing. And I have been walking my talk and doing what I can to make sure that you guys have an accessible, easy-to-use platform. So that's what Discord's all about. A few people, Sander Surfing and a few others, have been thrown off Discord, and I'm sorry about that. Um, maybe it was a public place. Um, But I'm going to pray to God that we're, you know, we're not about, um, you know, the full political aspect of what's happening. I'm very much about what's going on at an energetic and an esoteric level. Some more stuff dropped in today, so I'm hoping to be able to share that with you. I should write this down because I do get lost when I'm... (laughs) Talking in my words, I get a little bit lost. Um, So Discord is a place. Some people don't like it. That's okay. Guess what? I've got Telegram. We love Telegram. I love Telegram. I've been using Telegram for three years. And then word got around that Telegram was a really good place to be in. Yay, because it is. Telegram is also incredibly stable. So Telegram is... um, very different to Twitter, but it's very much in the twenty-first century, which was much needed, and is a platform that is um oh, also extremely stable, sound, and um there's nothing that that interferes energetically with that at all. And there are other sites, I know there are other Patriot sites that people are using. But well, to be honest, I haven't had time to truly explore them. One I'm quite enjoying is Anonap. Um, there's a few people over there. Um, it was slow and laggy at first, but that's because they couldn't move quick enough for the mass exodus that we went through. Interesting, hey, this mass exodus. I want to talk to you about that as well. Um, the, what else, where else am I? Oh, an email. I'm uh, here. Okay, so you can get me here um, and I'll continue to do these weekly as I've committed to doing these since November and um, doing what I can to help calm the farm. (laughs) That's what I was put on earth to do is to guide people out of Egypt. What? Yes, something that occurred to me today. The name Shekinah was a name that was given to me. I did not take this spiritual name. It was given to me by God. I sat one afternoon after I was doing tons of research, 2012, 2013. And as I was doing this research, um, uh, I became, uh, no doubt, all of you know what this feels like, right? (laughs) Daunted, overwhelmed, shocked. I'm like, so now what? You know, now we know how, I know how evil the world is. God, you've shown me everything. I've just come back from Egypt. I'm committed to doing Egypt tours. Why are you doing this to me? Why am I being shown this? And um, there was compassionate laughing (laughs) for one of – he was like, you know, oh, you'll see. And I'm like, no, this is serious. (laughs) You're mean. Why are you doing this to me? I don't want to know. I don't – why – all I wanted to do was write a book and which is true all I wanted to do was write a book and in we went and I got to see all about you know 9-11 and the Vatican and um, how evil the the, um, royal family are and how they govern everything everything we know from Egypt first has to go through the ministry of antiquities that first then goes back through all the science and all of the knowledge it all has to go back to be approved through Scotland Yard. Can you believe it? Because I got to know all of the Egyptologists and some insider knowledge would shock you. And that it all has to go back to be approved and if it doesn't fit the Darwinian level that timeline, then it's pretty much discarded and, you know, there's things that can be said and there's things that can't be said and you know, I was on this this warrior status. <laughs> I've been on this warrior status for a really long time. Uh, I got to um, an understanding of how um, the world works and how evil it is, and then the layer of evil where it's suppressed um, by off-world forces, and how the world's leaders worship these off-world forces that we know as Baal and Moloch etc etc and the babylonian principles which are layered over the bible and layered over the egyptian um worship that we misunderstand and i see the truth i was a mess right and i was so upset and i was like so who am i what am i doing why do we care (laughs) you know it's just like i'm done man and get me out of here this is too deep and why have you shown me all this? Why have you shown me all this? And um, I said, who am I? He said, you are the Shakina. Well, no, actually, I tell a lie. I said, who am I? It was more like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> because it, it, the truth turns you inside out, right? Everything you think you know. And can I just say here, there are lots of things coming i don't know the truth of i have a fair idea but there's lots behind that i've got no clue i just get shown in um which has always happened i just get shown in in packets if you like and uh, i was shown this packet and what's really interesting i wanted to talk to you about this today is i walked away from all of it when i found out that it all ends bad that there's no way to get off the earth it doesn't matter how much you love and light it the satanic demonic aspect is real thanks for that (laughs) and i was really depressing and now you know and i'm like god help me um you know, Christmas isn't a thing and we, we celebrate Herod's birthday on the 25th of December and we've got all the interference with all of the multiple... Le- there must be eight calendars that the cabal have joined together and twisted and created all of this numerical references and drawn on... And The numerical stuff is powerful, okay? It's not like it doesn't work. It absolutely works. And that's because you can see what they've done. It actually... It's powerful magic, right? Black magic that, that that they have used on the world. You know, I could see all of it and I was so distraught. So I was sitting there one Sunday afternoon staring. I could feel the light hitting my back from on the after- this afternoon. It was really quite balmy. And I said, so who, who am I? Well, what the fuck am I? <laughs> And God smiled, and there was a pause. I remember this. And then this woman's voice, really strongly. I'll never forget it. Shikina. And I'm like, what What was that? Sh-kina. Okay, what does that mean? Wait, I have to get up. So I just Googled Shikina because I could not understand which... It was a different language, didn't know the language. I now know it's Hebrew. Worked that out about three months ago. So touching. And Shekinah is the name of the feminine presence of God, which has been sublimated, and that in the Catholic faith we understand as the Holy Spirit. The Shekinah is God's wife, God's feminine presence. Do I think I'm God? No, I do not. Just let's get clear. But this name he gave me, he sent messenger. The messenger was the Shekinah. And I'll never forget it. You know, some of you may take this with a grain of salt, but I know there are those of you who will be feeling me on this. And I kept that name. I didn't understand it at the time. When I did the Google search, only one page came up. And, of course, as you know, Google, is it suppresses the truth nonstop. Little did we know back then, not to the extent that it does now, but there was a lot of stuff that just wasn't loaded up and the truth movement hadn't moved, hadn't developed anywhere near to the level that it had. That the internet had not developed anywhere near the level that it is now, 10 years later. And I googled Shekinah and I could see that um, the Shekina was rep- represented in the um, with the Israelites. And this kind of disturbed me a little bit because I had this very unattractive view of Israel for obvious reasons. My understanding of Israel is the deep state Israel, the one that has been wagging the America's dog for centuries, wagging the the tail of the dog for centuries. And I had a very, um, Deep aversion to anything, and I'm like, I don't want to be involved with Israel or Bible or, I don't want to know any about any of that. <laughs> and it, I, I balked and and stepped back. Then, um, I came across it, some about a year or two later, and the idea had developed more, and it was more um, of this guiding presence and this guiding force, and somebody had picked it up and turned it more into. I guess, for want of a better term, more new age. And I could digest it then. I was more ready for that. So never throw off at new ages, okay? Because new age has... Some of it's false, yes, but a lot of it has, is... A, it's a very good landing platform for people to help them lead them to the truth. And that's really what happened to me. And then the Shakinah I started to grow into her. And it wasn't until... 2019, so seven years later, there's that number. <laughs> in 2019, I had an experience in an Egyptian temple. So I'd flown to Egypt, and um, unexpectedly, completely unexpectedly, was actually my wedding anniversary on the 22nd of March. The day, the week before, there had been the New Zealand massacre, and I watched, even though Apparently the video was fake, it didn't look very fake. I watched as all of these people perished, thanks to the gunman that did that apparent false flag shooting. And um, I fell apart. I had been feeling uh, a strong soul shift, what I described as a soul shift, weeks before. And I was starting to feel it totally out of my body. And as I felt this soul shift move in, this occurred and I was fully vulnerable. And my partner came in and said, I think you need to go to Egypt. We've got enough points. You can fly. And I went, really? And he came back in. I was still bawling my eyes out. And he came back in and he said, "Um, well, good news or the bad news? I went, hit me. uh, uh, I can't take any more news. What? And he said, well... I can get you a flight, but you got to go, like, now. I'm like, what? <laughs> and when it's 30 hours in transit, it's a long, long, long way to get to Egypt. And I've been there so many times. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, and I can get you free. What? He goes, on the points, And I'm like, oh, cool. And he goes, and get this, first class Emirates. What? <laughs> well, clearly I'm going. So I left uh, three hours to pack, which is no mean feat when you're going such a long way away. And I was going, uh, we could not get back. I could not get back until seven weeks had passed. And I came back on the 7th of May. I was there 22 days. And the Notre Dame event occurred, the fire. Do you remember? I was there holding the ley line while Notre Dame burned. I was in what used to be called Memphis. So we didn't figure this until this year and we pieced it all together and went, wow, that actually happened. Um, so I was sucked out. It was incredible. I, you know, and, and that night I packed, right? I had four hours to get onto the plane, three hours to pack because you need to be there an hour and a half. Well, actually, I had two hours to pack. It, 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 even now, the amount of logistics that's involved in getting to Egypt, you can't do it in four hours. It's not possible. But we did. And he got me there to the airport. I was the only person. It wasn't COVID, nothing. It was normal every day. I think it was a Thursday. Thursday or Friday night it was my wedding anniversary. I'm on a flight to Egypt He's like, yeah, who cares, third marriage? I'm like, yeah, who cares, third marriage? And he said, you know, we both believe that our soul journey is way more important than anything else. And that's just a 3D thing anyway. And he said, you got to go. And I left. And as I got to the airport, there was a storm. I remember with lightning and the whole nine yards, like it was full on. And I was the only person in the airport in Brisbane, international. I got to the desk and I said, is this a movie? Am I on a movie set? And she said, no. Why? And I said, where is everyone? She goes, um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I said, where there, am I the only person on this floor? And she went, yes, madam, I think you are. Is this weird? And she went, uh, yeah, it is a bit so bizarre. It was I really felt like I was in a movie. Went downstairs through customs. Nobody the only person. Got down to the lounge, fifteen or twenty people. Where are the flights? What? Got to my flight after I think I had about forty minutes. I jumped on, went down and was called up I was on first class Emirates. Gold Lame everywhere. Fully unbelievable i've never experienced anything like it and i (laughs) i got on the plane and i was the only person in first class there were other people at the back of the plane eventually some people arrived from somewhere it was the weirdest thing seven hours flight so we're into numerology right in this great awakening seven hours to singapore I had a 14, 140 minute changeover, Seven, seven. seven hours to Dubai. We don't do that. <laughs> if I'm going to plan a flight, we go Singapore is north and I need to go west. So going north for seven hours is actually a bit of a waste of time because it's almost not quite, but it's almost the same time zone. So why would you go north for seven hours? But anyway. That was the flight path. There was nothing I could do about it. It was seven to Singapore, seven to Dubai, and then a seven-hour wait, seven, seven, seven. And what do we know about the number seven? Seven is God and the completion. So I was knowing, I wasn't, I've always been into numerology, but I was like, okay, something's really weird. (laughs) God's calling me. This is bizarre. So this is 2019 and 22nd of March was Equinox. I uh, started crying and because I, I knew that this was a soul calling to be there. And I was fortunate to land in Egypt at a time when this massive healing convention was on in remote West Egyptian desert of what used to be known as Thebes in history books it's now luxor and i was at abydos and um, and the temple of abydos is just the most extraordinary place um I'll, i'm gonna do a whole youtube on it and i hope that you can come because i think you're gonna love that um, i'm starting to push out the content <laughs> and may have you guys join me on an egypt tour a virtual egypt tour Seeing we can't i can't go so i figured May as well get you guys come and join me on each of these sites. That's what I'm going to do. So that was um, extraordinary, um, having that experience and um, but being sucked in, sucked on, sucked into a, a, uh, this, this gravitational pull that I could not fight. It was just how it had to be. And uh, as, as I said, stayed there for seven weeks. Okay, seven, 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 <laughs> and here's another seven. Stayed there for seven weeks, and I was there till the seventh of May, twenty-two days before Notre Dame burned, and I left twenty-two days later. Twenty-two, twenty-two. What do we know about the twenty-two? Twenty-two is all about unity, balance, and um, com- com- um. Uh, merging together, you know, the harmony. Really, really, really powerful. And um, boy, I'm lucky with some of the experiences I've had that I've been able to share with you. I didn't understand any of it. But it was on that trip, and this is why I was going here. I have lots of stories to tell, so plenty of fodder for you. Um, Was on that trip, and I had a very strong was meant to be a sabbatical I had worked my tail off workaholic as you probably already can discern about me anyway I'm very passionate when I'm onto something I can't let go and I, I need to to do it complete it finish it get it done and I'm driven until I can see it finished so um seven weeks doing nothing not leading any groups, no tours, nothing, just enjoying Egypt for seven weeks. I have to tell you, life in Egypt without a tour meant that I was basically a pauper, um, a female, tourist, white. It's not a dangerous place, let me tell you this. It's wonderful. It's amazing. When you're in a tour, though, there's a bubble of mm, glamour I suppose is the best word if you can imagine you're looked at very differently. But a white, married, not with her husband, woman, flying against the face of convention, doing whatever the hell I wanted. It was very confrontational for a lot of the everyday people there. All my spiritual friends, I've got stacks of them, probably, I don't know, there's about a beautiful posse of healer friends that I love there's about 180 of them. And I've known them, it's been 10 years, I've developed that beautiful network of friendship. I love them so much. And if you're listening, hi. Um, to them, it was fine. But to people that weren't evolved and were not shifted in their soul, loads of people are waking up in Egypt, by the way, just as we are, uh, which may, you may find out surprising, but there's a lot of women that are throwing off the hijab there's a lot of people that are not feeling. They still love They love the basis of then the knowledge of, of God. And they still love some of the ritual that they do, like Christians, really. But not really feeling it around the mosque and not really feeling it around the, some tighter controls that certainly happened over the last three to five years. And I noticed it as well. First time ever I experienced racism. I never had that when I went there. I was very self-conscious about being white and in, and even though I talked about it with my friends who were hosting me, uh, the boys were like, oh, don't be silly. Yeah. Oh, no, I should use the accent. Hey, don't be silly. It's okay. Everything will be okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel uncomfortable. I've never felt uncomfortable here before. But it was because I, wasn't, I was there out of context. I was there and it's just how the culture is. I can't change the culture, it's thousands of years old. And the fact that I was there as a woman on my own, it was getting up the noses of everybody. And as an empath, of course, everybody could feel it. I got strong guidance while I was there. You need to go to uh, this temple, which won't mean anything to you, but um, I'll go with it. Um, Sakara, and it was a healing hospital. And it was a place, it was known as Memphis. And the Saqqara Temple, There, were, there it's a temple structure and um, tombs, all kinds of things there. And they said, well, that's weird. My printer just started working for no reason. How odd. Anyway, <laughs> they said, um, you know, they would do what they can to get me an Egyptologist and I could really feel as if, I, I needed to be there, spend time in um, Abydos by myself. So off I went. And while I was there, I had an, my Egyptologist, who I love, and um, his name is Ed. <laughs> He's very cool, very black, very big and um, fun. He's a really fun guy. And Ed took me and we went through and he's going, everything's vibration and frequency. And I'm like, I know Ed, I teach, you know, I know this, I teach this. And he's like, I know, but it's so cool being here with you and we just get to be by ourselves. And we walked around and he took me through this temple that I had never been to before. And it had always been locked up, but Egypt had started to open up because there were more and more tourists coming back. And this place was open and he said, would you like to go? And I went, yeah, I'd love, I haven't been into this one before. And it was um, the, the the tomb of Tia, who, ironically, I'm sure was my mother in a past life. He didn't know that. And I'm like, wow, okay, this is crazy. We went downstairs, down this little sort of shaft thing, fun, easy to get down and you went inside and everything was white. Pristine white and gold. All hand painted hieroglyphs in white. In gold. If you can imagine, and then black. There was just a little tiny touch of black. Just just the the just little emphasis here and there of black, but all white. With these gold motifs. Oh my goddess. And it was so feminine. I'm like, this is divine. God said to me, ask him now. Ask him, what is the meaning for priestess in Egyptian, Arabic? I'm like, why? Just do it. Okay. (laughs) God does this to me. And I'm like, "Um, why do I need to know this? Just ask. I'm like, Ed? Yeah, PJ, What? how do you say priestess in Arabic? He said, oh, Sakina. <laughs> and I was like, no way. And he's like, yeah, why? And I went, because God just asked me to ask you that. Oh, brother. He goes, what? And I said, you know my my nickname on Facebook? He goes, oh, yeah, I've seen that, Shakina." Sakina, Shakina, are you getting it? He's like, oh, my God. And I went, hmm. I told him the story that I just told you about how I was overwhelmed and intimidated by knowing the truth and really despondent about the earth and the world and where I've gone. And God sent this feminine principle through to me and I heard the the sound Shekinah. And it's interesting because Shekinah, the the feminine principle, is the mother God, the one that we're going to learn lots more about. I know some of you find that really incredibly blasphemous. Please stand away from judgment. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you have no idea what's coming. I'm starting to get glimpses of what's happening and we are going to have to unpack the truth. We are literally going to have no choice but to understand these principles. Some of the stuff is being shown to me, I think partly because of the name that he gave me. I don't know and my guidance is here to help you to cushion the blow so that little scenario in egypt happened on the seventh week the seven weeks before was the hardest experience i have ever been through until now until q in fact i know now when i look back it was so tough for me in egypt being away from my family my friends being away from my business because the workaholism had got to me in a big way. I didn't know how to stop. I still struggle with it, actually. I'm better now. Um, And I had to unlearn. I was given guidance around unlearning everything that I am, the way that I do, the way I show up, the way I think because of what was coming. But I didn't understand any of that. I, I spent... The seven weeks connected to my faith and we came very close to becoming a Muslim. And that might shock some of you, but it was it wasn't so much about being Muslim, it was more about being more aligned in my faith and this habit habitual thinking of, oh maybe I need a religion, you know. And the Muslim way is beautiful if you if you know it properly, not what you see on TV and certainly not what you see come through Obama. Um, the, the, the middle way is is really beautiful. It's based on Sufism. And the, the father of Sufi is Rumi. He's, that's not his real name, by the way. He's Jaladan. Jalad <laughs> um, I'll get it. I'll get it so that you've got the full name. Um, the poetry that he wrote in the West. He's renowned for this beautiful love poetry. No, it's poetry for God. Okay, his lover is God. Now, having done the Gematria as long as I have, I kind of get it because it really does feel like God falls in love with you and you fall in love with God. Um, And I've got some beautiful Rumi poetry that... If you get the full stanzas and you get the full poem, you can see all we get is the westernised version. But if you get the full um, intent behind the poetry, you start to understand it. Another one I really love is Hafiz. And Hafiz of Shiraz is... Shams, which I didn't know until this year. Uh, if you followed Rumi, you may know that Shams was Rumi's mentor, guide, and Hafiz is all about um, the journey of illumination and the journey into the light. So, my friends are very into Rumi, Jalalad Rumi, and are very into the esoteric aspects of that knowledge. Now, there's kind of like this convergence because Shekinah is that feminine principle, okay, the mother-father, the mother principle of God is masculine-feminine, like if you can imagine it all in one. And we talk about... My father, my heavenly father. There's also my heavenly mother, but she just hasn't had much of a, much of a showing, much of a presence, and her, her aspect, her feminine aspect, is the ones that guided them out of Egypt. And I was going to talk to you about this. I, I realise that priestesses, because I've seen this in many um, visions and. Um, sessions that I've had where the priestess was bringing in the cosmic force of the feminine to the people around her now that all deteriorated over years and then it became a bit of a joke not much more than a brothel was was a temple towards the end but certainly in the beginning and certainly pre-dynastic Egypt um had had incredible integrity and the feminine principle was birthed through all women who were inducted into uh, the temple life and men as well became the God. And that's where this... It's not that you're a God, okay? It's its God consciousness. They became... They rose in God consciousness. Gnosticism was birthed through um, Egypt. Why am I telling you all this? <laughs> because my name, Shekinah, on that trip, it became... I was told very clearly that I'm here to guide people out of Egypt. Like, no, I guide people into Egypt. No, that's not it. And uh, it was quite devastating um, because I was shown that timelines would change and shift and that we were coming into a really difficult time in humanity. And that I was going to be part of this. I was not very comfortable knowing that. And then I was given the gift of sight where I physically, and many of my empath friends are the same, Um, I I could physically see timelines collapse, relationships change, things that I was passionate about the day before, didn't care anymore, just lost the passion for it, completely gone. Where is it? No, no, no. I love that. Where is my joy? Cut. Suddenly, it wasn't depression or anything. It was just suddenly the timeline had shifted and the plot changed. It was literally, I posted on about it on Facebook. I literally woke up one day and could feel everything was the same, but someone had moved, moved the furniture around. And I was so disorientated. And that happened a lot through 2019 in preparation for the year that was, 2020, the year of magical hindsight. So I'm sharing all this with you, not to be me, 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 but to give you some insight into some of the massive shifts that have been happening. And I know some of you have been going through this yourselves at different levels. You know, Maybe it doesn't involve you. It doesn't really matter. Maybe you can uh, relate to some of it. Maybe you can't relate to any of It, it doesn't really matter if you don't. The awakening has us seeing everything for what it is. And what I had to learn was my loyalty to Egypt is undoubted, okay? There's aspects of the knowledge in Egypt, which I will share in other podcasts um, because it deserves, its, it deserves its own space. It's too big to fit into what I'm already doing. And the great awakening was around me letting go of my loyalty to a particular line of thinking. It's really, really interesting. So that I could guide the people out of Egypt. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Now I realize if you have a look at Revelations and we talk about being guided out of Egypt, look at what's happening to big tech. Big tech is our slavery. I've spent probably that since the time I was in Egypt trying to shake the dependency on social media. For me, it's been massive. I made a lot of friends through social media. I've loved journeying that with a lot of some of you here now who followed me for years. What I couldn't abide was the AI that is in Facebook and if any of you have try- attempted or tried to get into Facebook and use it man it's 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 a dog's breakfast it's not normal and I think anyone that can navigate that is either <laughs> they're either completely fried in the brain and they just accept it or they're some kind of super level genius because there's I, I'm it's I'm okay, you know, intellectually, and I cannot navigate around in Facebook. It is off-putting. Actually makes me nauseous. So, for those of you that do follow me on Facebook, I'm here to, to to tell you I'm out. Okay? I'm leaving Facebook. Um, couple of reasons for this. First of all, I have not been able to navigate it well for a long time. I really don't like the way people treat each other in there, and I know that it's the AI that does this. You go and speak to these people face-to-face and everyone's rosy and everything's fine, everyone's kind. But if you try and have a decent conversation or you position an opinion, you are absolutely shat on. And there's no need for that. I never go to anyone's wall and dance all over the top of them, even if I see something on their wall. Very rarely I'll be pushed to saying, you know what? That's actually not true. But most of the time, I st- I stay in my own lane. I pride myself on that, actually. Um, but, yeah, all there is on Facebook is harassment and hate. Have you noticed? Oh. <laughs> how, how do we evolve to that? Yeah, it, it, it beggars belief. I'm not about that. So Facebook and Messenger, I am going to be... Gone, and the only way that you'll be able to get me is through the other tech that I mentioned before—an um, email. Now it's really interesting because Twitter um, was a completely different thing. I really ended up quite enjoying Twitter because there was a lot of people who think and feel like me. Lots of you have come across to me from Twitter, and I am so grateful for that experience. I think it was only like eight months or so. I didn't get it in the beginning, but now, you know, I kind of mastered it over those eight months, and I really enjoyed connecting with the people there. Uh, But what have we found? We've been muzzled. There's this ancient, horrible pattern that keeps coming up. Whenever we get the gist of the truth, we are cucked. We are muzzled. We are incapacitated. We're not able... speak this week i heard about um apps being removed from apple um and the whole nine yards and it's like wow this is unbelievable (laughs) i've been part of the truth concern forever i've been part of a truth movement since about 2010 2011 around there i've been passionate about truth and letting people know in 2012, 13, 14. In fact, I alienated a lot of people. So I'm sure you understand how that goes now. And they couldn't fathom, where you know, why was I saying such horrible things? I was like, I'm not saying horrible things. I'm telling you the truth. You can't say that. Yes, I can. It's the truth. No, nah, you know. Um, and then when I, when I went to Egypt... And I saw what the actual truth was and the fact that the Westerners, primarily dumbass, because they took the whole thing, whatever spin we were given, hook, line and sinker. You know, in Egypt and Middle East, we say, and China, we say, oh, you know, they just spun all this propaganda. Well, guess what? We're the ones that have sucked up the propaganda as much as them. They already know that they're propagandized. There isn't a Middle Eastern man, woman or child that I have met that is not awake as anything, right? Unbelievable. And it's these people that, and that was part of the reason why I wanted to sort of develop my faith and, and, you know, I needed God in my life and it needed to be formalized and that's why I went, you know, towards that way. Um, Sufism and and the gorgeous way of the Sufi is not Muslim, but it's where Muslim has spun out of Sufism. Sufism, I found out this last week while I was looking it up and doing some research on it for some projects that I'm doing, the Sufism and Gnosticism are the same. And I think we're going to see this. We're going to see this uncovered over the next few years. We're going to understand that the the true Sufi wisdom is the Gnosticism of around 1100, around the time of the Templar, and that pure knowledge that Yeshua and Mary Magdalene went and journeyed through the Middle East to teach the word of love, the word of God, not religion. Yeshua was strongly opposed to the idea of a man-made religion. Anything man-made isn't love. Really interesting. When I came home from that trip, um, you know, I really embraced the idea of falling in love with um, the, the 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 Sufi way. Um but God turned to me and said, You don't need religion to be with me. I'll never forget that. It was almost on the last day. I was so confused, spiritually confused. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm, you know, if you've known me for a while, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty um clear on my path and I was I was all kinds of confused. And God said to me, you've worked this long and he was talking thousands of years to be free and now you're about to give away your freedom to fit in because remember I had that trouble with feeling the racism and I went, oh, oh, you're right, oh my goodness and I could see how close and how seductive it had been That desire to conform and fit in. And I'd fought all these years to not be that. And here I was, I I was going to hand it back, hand hand my freedom over. So that was really interesting. That was the growth that I got from from that period. And what what has transpired since is as I've come into an understanding of my role, we all have roles. Yeah, I've been saying this to you. In this great awakening and your, your your mission, if you choose to accept, <laughs> is to work out your role, work out. And you might be thinking, I don't know, my ass, to kingdom come. I know, I have my days too where I'm being so worked over, I don't know whether I'm Arthur or Martha. I understand that. That is actually the Holy Spirit working on us, working on our mind-heart alignment as we're moving into we're all going 4 5D, okay? We don't have a choice. We're all going there. Some we will lose. You know, you've seen Q say 6% will be lost forever. Remember, the elite are in there. They're just pure evil. They can't survive in the fifth dimension. It's not possible, okay? Our egos equally will not survive the fifth dimension, this is where someone like me has to be really careful. I'm, um, I'm trying to offer the, this balance of offering a service and being authentic, service to self and service to others. Working in that minus a six-dimensional field. Some people say it doesn't exist. That's not my experience at all. Five um, D is service to self or service to other, polarized mega, right? You either. Really into helping others, or really into helping yourself. One would say that this this may go against the the grain a little bit, but you know, Obama is five D, and that's horrible even to think about. But he is so service to self, or was, and so innately um, adept at manipulating energy that's the fifth dimension that's not four well it's mastery of four and moving into five okay and then the sixth dimension is about realizing wow okay that's just so polarizing if i'm just all about me that's not good but if i'm all about others that's not good either (laughs) and that was my last two years so why because you're not you're not sustaining yourself, there's no balance in that. 6D is all about balance and this middle road of honour, honour to self, honour to others, and staying away from judgment. You'll see I'll never um, – I might put up a post on social media that's joking because I, I, laughter is the highest. Gra- gratitude and happiness, Laughter are the two highest frequency um, emotions that you can be in. And so you might see me use humour to get by some blocks that are there um, to dissolve some of the judgement that, that still remains to some degree. It does. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, and it helps ease the block. Okay, um, But you'll never see me hating on um Doing all the mocking is what I'm trying to say. You might see me say, I hate that, Anne Rumsfeld, um, <laughs> because I do. <laughs> um, I don't want to heal that, but, but ultimately you won't see me mocking because I, I feel that mocking energy is more 3D. And um, it's more like sort of chasing a towel and, and it, it puts you in a pattern. It's very difficult to evolve from that. I don't need to feel compassion for these people. It's not my place. I do need to see justice, and I know that a lot of people do. I've seen all my friends in Egypt really suffer at the hands of Rumsfeld, Cheney, McCain. Oh, my God. It just makes me so angry just thinking about it. Clinton, my son was in Egypt when she called Benghazi. I visited Egypt when some significant, horrible... Actually, no, I was in Egypt for Benghazi And then when she took out Gaddafi, my son was in Egypt. Um, And without, you know, it's. I was saying to somebody last night, this whole Q journey has been soul searching for me. And I've been able to map key parts of my life through the Q movement. And I know heaps of other people have shared their stories with me as well. And feel free to share your story with me on Facebook or... Oh, no, I'm not there anymore. (laughs) That was habit. (laughs) On um, Telegram or on up or um, even email if you want. I'm happy to hear your stories. Um, The the intensity of what we've all experienced and Q has become so personal. It's become so personal. And it, it isn't about John F. Kennedy Jr. or Trump. It is about everyone and all of us. And this desire for us to be alleviated from the burden of being held against, um, you know, held back from, from the truth and our insistence on justice. And, and I'm passionate about that. I know that you know that. I'm really passionate about ensuring that, that, that justice prevails and I'm here to see it through above everything else I don't even I, I'm hardly focused on another thing it's just this it's amazing how committed I am it, 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 sometimes it frightens me <laughs> how committed I am because I, I feel it in my bones in my core and all of the meaning that I have in my life has come through um, these aspects it's been, it's been really big I want to um, read to you some beautiful Eats, um, um wisdom, which I, I truly love uh, and I find really reassuring. Here we go. Mm-hmm. This, this is good. This is very, very beautiful. The garden is breathing out the air of paradise today. Today I can sense myself and this lively, pure wine and this friend whose nature approaches the divine. It's all right if the beggar claims to be a king today. His tent is shadow thrown by a cloud. His banqueting hall is a newly sown field. Paradise is here in the simple tale that the May meadow tells. The wise person lets the future... And his prophets go and accepts the cash now. Please don't imagine that your enemy will ever be faithful to you. The candle the hermit lights will always flutter out in the worldly church. Make your soul strong. Then, by letting it drink the secret wine, this rotten world has its own plans to press our dust into bricks. My life is a black book. But don't rebuke a drinker like me too much. No human can ever read the words written on his own forehead. When Havitz's coffin comes by, it'll be all right to follow behind. Although he is a captive of sin, he is on the way to the garden. Do you love that? Havitz so incredibly beautiful. Um, So this is the, um, the Sufi wisdom, which is incredible. He talks about the wine, and the wine, of course, is like the the elixir of um, intuitive knowledge. Uh, in the Gematria, someone told me it's Gematria, but no, it feels like Gematria, so it's going to be Gematria. <laughs> it's like people say Asperger's. No, it's Asperger's. So, um, yeah, the 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 wine um, is also the Makhine, in the Gematria. And when you see it referring to the Mikhain, it's a feeling. Um, When you're using a different part of your brain, you're actually getting the messages and the pictures that come down. If you're not there yet, let yourself go there. Through the Gematria, and you will feel um, the Gematria, which is the Hebrew words of God, speak with you. Uh, And it's really incredibly beautiful. I know the Gematria really well and Gematria knows me really well and we kind of do this beautiful dance together and that's the results that you see when I'm pulling down this guidance and this wisdom. Some of it is totally nonsense and it's an exercise in discernment, um, which is, that's life, you know. You can read something and believe that it's true and you'll see something written that's supposed to be written by God and it's absolute bull dash <laughs> it's what and if you um, feel it feel the truth of the words you can feel God behind the real truth of the messages that lay within some of them are intensely personal I don't post those because they 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 will reduce me to tears a lot of the time but that wine that Hafiz refers to and also Rumi in some of his poetry the wine isn't actually they did drink they loved wine The wine isn't the wine as we understand it. The wine is um, the the elixir of life or the elixir of the drunkenness of being one with God. If you've had the Holy Spirit work with you and the Shekinah, the feminine principle, working it around you, you actually really feel this in a major, major way. It's so incredibly beautiful. All right. Well, that's an hour. How about that? try to um keep to the hour or thereabouts so that you um i honor that period with you um i never know what i'm going to speak about until i open my mouth it's so incredible and so topics are mixed bag you know on all kinds of things and as i said to you i really have so much to talk about it's unbelievable i am looking forward to being able to share stories about egypt with you and when i do go back Maybe you can come too. It'd be really cool. There's lots to know about the healing that I do and the events that I have Um, and I'm finally getting a website uh, finalised. I have aspects of the internet where you can jump on Um, but my own actual um, website isn't done yet. That's coming. Peterjane.com. You can go there at the moment and you can sign up. www.peterjane.com. You can go there and sign up to be part of my Discord. Discord environment is invite only. So the only way that you can get an invitation is if you uh, join on the um, the link. And I'm doing that not to be a shill. Like I said, I'm a shill for God. I'm doing that so that if anything happens and we're thrown off Discord, I can easily just write to you and say, okay, now we're going up on this platform. This is what I did to get away from Facebook, and it worked really well. And that's why we have so many people there at the moment. Um, And that's my disaster management plan, make sure that we all come together. You know, my passion isn't so much about making money or being a big star. It's not about that. My passion is making sure everyone's comfortable, making sure everybody feels as though they're part of something and that they don't feel frightened as we're moving through this next dimension. Lots and lots of changes. Oh, and I did want to say, okay, I'm going to go over time. So if you have to come back, understand. I did want to say I had an incredible vision today. And uh, I wanted to share that with you. We've been talking about the birth of a new world, right? And the shift to 5D, which I'll always talk about um, and, and help you prepare. For that shift, some of us are already there, some of us are moving towards it. And there's no rush, okay? We all get there except for the 6% lost forever. Um, some manage it better than others though, I will say that. Some will have physical vibrations of not being able to cope um, and provided we take um, a very holistic view to life and we sit in our hearts and we're in unconditional love, we're going to be fine, we'll sail through this. Uh, But what I wanted to share with you was, you know, we were all waiting for something big to happen around Christmas and it actually did happen on the 6th of January. wasn't visible. I know that pisses people off. But anyway, 6th of January, there was a major court case and um, a legal process. I don't know if it actually went to court court. Um, And this legal process enabled Trump won and he set up, which you've probably seen today, Marilego. Marilego is the winter White House. And today, I, I saw this vision of the birth of a new world. It's come about. He's established a parallel presidency. Think about that. In the 10 days of darkness, so this is his cocoon period. And it all comes to light, I think, on my birthday, 31st of January, which ironically is Mary Magdalene's birthday. Mary Magdalene being the patron saint of essential oils. And guess what I do for a living? I teach people how to use essential oils. (laughs) I'll tell you all about that in the next podcast because um, there's enough room to talk about that today. But the the irony is that I saw, ah, he is literally birthing where he's taken the military, the white hat military, and set up this parallel presidency. Think about that. There's a whole other world birthing as we shift from maritime law into the law of the land, the law of the constitution, which obviously affects America. But remember, America is an idea. It's not necessarily land. It's law of land wherever we are. America is the whole world who want sovereign rule. Really interesting, isn't it? It's fantastic. Now, for some of you that may have been totally over the top, oh, my God, where is she going? Sorry about that. For those of you that are onto it, how exciting is this? For those of you that don't understand, stay with me. You will understand. Eventually you will get it. Try not to think too much about what's going on in your mind, about what's happening at a logical level. There is logic in this whole thing, but the logic comes through the heart. So the only way you'll understand what's happening is not to no, not put it through your paces in your mind, is to feel it through the heart and know that legally everything is ratified. Nothing Trump is doing not one thing is illegal. It can't be. Because if it is, he's actually created so many executive orders. This is what's funny. <laughs> well, ironic. I don't know if it's funny. But he he will fall foul of his own rule if he doesn't play the game to the letter. And what he's doing is incredibly legal. And I said to somebody the other night, I actually got kicked from Twitter for this, I said, oh, he's running around tying his shoelaces together. He's been running around tying everyone's shoelaces together. while well, they've been stuffing their faces full of hot dogs. Well, 107 thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. But it's the truth. Literally been tying everyone's shoelaces together. So now they try and do stuff like call in AF1. Do you think Biden's going to be able to call in AF1? Um, the answer is no. <laughs> he doesn't have... He doesn't have the codes. He doesn't have the wherewithal. He does not have, well, he doesn't have the sanity. But he also doesn't have the authority. And the military will not respond to him. Understand that all of the people that you are seeing, I'm excited. For those of you that are confused, step back from the mainstream media because it's going to be really confusing. Everything we throw out, they're going to have an answer for and if you're going to do, slip back into oh but the media said bugger the media okay bugger the media they are they lie we're not lying we tell the truth so don't go to the media to verify your knowledge that is that's like going to a 9 year old for permission to drink <laughs> don't do that if you're trying to verify something ask in the groups ask Anons, we know. Ask the the bigger accounts who understand and they will help and inform you. Do not verify with the mainstream media. Lots of you, I see lots of you doing this. I just shake my head. You have to cut your relationship with media. You may not see 99% of what's going on in the media and you may never because they are so against what's happening. They don't want to be exposed that 's all it 's just self orientated service to self it 's full on evil they 're not ever going to give us ground i i don't unless we get trump news i don't, i don 't see how this is going to happen um, unless there 's directive to change the status quo. hopefully that happens soon but anyway that 's a little bit of the aside um, information for you to take on board i hope you've enjoyed this podcast a bit of a mix match bits and pieces but i feel that it's nice if you uh get to know who i am and i disclose a little bit about my life and what got me to here it's been so nice to talk to you thank you so much for joining me see you next week